I did a lot of research on energy democracy, what it means and who are the actors involved uh, in the region of Brussels. And so, yeah, I really noticed also that there was a, a missing actor, uh, like um, a cooperative was really needed. And so that's what um, really motivated me to, to also be a founder of the cooperative. Welcome to City Stories, the podcast by Energy Cities. I'm Miriam Eisenman and I'm your host. This podcast is for those who want to learn how cities go about with the energy transition, how they take action with courage and creativity. An energy cooperative never pops out of nowhere. Rather, it grows silently with motivated citizens putting their heads together and imagining how they can themselves produce renewable energy. Join me and my guest Chloe Verlinden to learn about some great ways for citizens to become energy producers and partners of public authorities. She also talks about how to protect cooperative volunteers from burnout. Chloe is co-founder of Brussels' first energy cooperative called BrewPower, which produces, shares and supplies renewable energy in the Brussels region. Chloe, welcome to City Stories. It's great to have you on the show. Can you please briefly present yourself? I'm uh, Chloe. I am an urbanist uh, and I work for um, an NGO called City Minds and more specifically for a project called La Pile. Um, so this is my professional background. But then uh, next to this, I also uh, work as a volunteer Uh, for Brupauer, which is um, Brussels' first uh, citizen energy cooperative. Uh, and so actually, I'm also one of the founders of the cooperative. And that's exactly why you're here and why we want to hear more about how Brewpower came to being. Um, one year and a half ago, approximately, I think, you received a call. So who called you? And tell us a bit what, what that triggered in your life and hopefully also in the life of Brussels uh, residents. Yeah, so actually it was even more than one year ago. I think it was more like two years ago. Um, I was actually uh, already working for CityMind in Brussels And uh, we were doing um, pilot projects on community energy and more specifically on, on energy sharing at that moment. Um, and yeah, one day I, I received a call from uh, someone called Stan. He was uh, working for the um, uh, European Federation of uh, Renewable Energy Cooperatives, so uh, Rescope Europe. And uh, at that moment, he was actually trying to reach out a bit to everyone working on community energy in Brussels or uh, to people who would be interested uh, in uh, this topic. And yeah, he was um, sharing with, with us this uh, observation, which was really true that uh, we didn't have like a real energy cooperative, a citizen energy cooperative in, in Brussels. And not much was happening around community energy uh, in our region. While actually at the same time in, in Flanders and in Wallonia, um, it's already very much 
present, yeah, like the whole uh, citizen energy movement. And so he was proposing to meet with all those people who would be interested in, in the topic. And yeah, then we started meeting actually online because it was in the midst of the pandemic. Uh, and I think in the beginning it was every month or so. And then finally, when we were able to, to also meet physically, uh, we started meeting, meeting on a more uh, regular basis and, and giving shape really to a project. Uh, because in the beginning, we we didn't even know if we wanted to do something. It was more like a discussion space. But then, yeah, we all got motivated. And, and I think we didn't expect at that time that two years later, we would have functioning cooperative with already more than, than 100 members uh, like we have today. So, yeah, I think uh, we can be proud now. Yeah, for sure. So, so you say you um, got motivated. So, what what was your very personal motivation? I mean, um, you're already spending uh, lots of time on uh, energy topics in your in your professional life. So, why would you invest additional, let's say, private and leisure time on the same topic? And and what does it need to engage in a cooperative, um, especially when you're the very first in in the place? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so actually at that time, um, when I started being engaged uh, in this little group, I was working on very, very uh, local projects. Uh, so you could say on a very micro level in a neighborhood, uh, even actually more like in uh, one a specific social housing building where we did this pilot project on uh, energy sharing. And yeah, one thing that, that was a bit frustrating maybe for me is that we, we had an impact, but on a, on a very local level. And I thought maybe it would be nice to do these kind of things also on a more, yeah, on a bigger level, like the regional, um, scale. Actually, I just finished my studies. I did a lot of research on energy democracy, what it means. And who are the actors involved uh, in the region of Brussels? And so, yeah, I really noticed also that there was a, a missing actor, uh, like um, a, co a cooperative was really needed. And so that's what um, really motivated me to to also be a founder of the cooperative. I, I think for for everyone, it's uh, very different. Uh, there are uh, thousands of possible reasons actually to to get motivated so thanks for listing all those uh, great arguments for why a cooperative is, is really a, a good and impactful and creative solution actually to the current climate and energy crisis and still uh, a cooperative can take many different forms actually and provide uh, different types of services to its members can you say a word around what the brew power cooperative um, is um, doing in, in terms of energy services and what are your very first energy activities? Yes. Um, so we aim to provide uh, in the future three types of um, services or uh, activities. So our first activity is energy production. And this is mainly production from solar panel installations. Because we realize now that 
yeah, we really need a lot of production in order to be able to also provide uh, energy to, to Brussels citizens. Um, and so the second activity then would be energy sharing. So once we have this local production, we would like to, and this is very new actually on the European landscape, uh, we would like to share um, the locally produced energy with neighbors. Uh, so in the beginning, it will be on a very, very local uh, level. So imagine you have one uh, big roof in a certain neighborhood, for instance, in a, uh, in a school, and then uh, this school would be able to um, provide energy to other um, residents maybe or yeah, shops who have a different consumption profile. And then the third activity, which is more for the future, will, will be energy supply. So to really become an energy provider, uh, just like you have EcoPower also in Flanders, who is doing the same, or Cositer in Wallonia, we would really like to become um, yeah, a fully-fledged like energy provider who... Um, yeah, who can provide electricity to, to all Brussels residents. But to be able to do this, of course, we first need a lot more uh, energy production. And your business model foresees um, around 4,000 public roof installations, right, in the Brussels region. So I guess that means that you also already have or will have a close collaboration with local authorities? Yeah, so this will be the first step. Of course, uh, later on, we want to install even more. Um, but for now, we have been working a lot with uh, local authorities uh, to, for instance, work on public tenders and to help them to include certain criteria in these tenders on uh, citizen participation, for instance, and so on, to really make sure that cooperatives also can take part in these tenders and and do not have too many disadvantages compared to other commercial actors. Next to very local authorities, we also work a lot with regional authorities because we, of course, work also on a regional level. Um, and so we work together with uh, the Brussels Environmental Agency, for instance, or the Brussels Regulator, the, the DSO also, uh, so the di distribution operator. Um, so yeah, so with um, many different actors, actually. And when we look into your internal structure, how are you organized and how do you engage the community? Yeah, so indeed, it's actually, it's something we've been working on a lot. Uh, on this internal governance structure. So we, for now, um, as we already have more than 40 volunteers, actually it's maybe even 50 now, we got um, divided into several working groups. Um, so when you want to become a volunteer, you actually fill in a form. So we get to know your interests and your your uh, um, availabilities Skills. and so on. Yeah. And then you uh, get redirected to um, a specific working group. And for now, we have six, actually. We have one financial legal working group. 
one communication, one movement. So movement is more about organizing events, um, organizing the assemblies and so on. Uh, and then we also have uh, one digital and one care. So care is also very, very important for us because when we got to build the movement, we heard from other cooperatives and also other social organizations that um, keeping the motivation high of everyone is really, really important. And also uh, avoiding burnout, you know, like within activism also, especially it's, it's very common that people get uh, too tired. Um, and so we wanted to make sure that, yeah, well-being uh, would always uh, be a high priority uh, for the movement. And so care, uh, the care working group is, is responsible for this. It's really great to hear that you take this into account as of the beginning, just to make sure that people, not only that they stay motivated, but that it's... Um Yeah, a, a long-term health of all the people involved. And some people have been um, engaged as ambassadors. So um, I guess this is for community engagement and probably using community champions. Can you say a word on the role of those ambassadors and who they are? So they actually really help us to build this community um, around the cooperative so they not only try to increase the, the number of cooperators we have but they also try to increase the movement's diversity because for us inclusion and diversity is really really important so we try to work with ambassadors so who are actually like yeah, gatekeepers to certain uh, communities in Brussels Uh, so that they, they can reach out to these communities and present uh, the projects uh, to, for instance, um, schools, local organizations, uh, businesses, and so on. Um, sometimes they also speak different languages, uh, and that's very practical uh, for us to, to reach out to, to those people who don't speak maybe uh, Flemish or French or English. And did you, either you uh, or those ambassadors get any pushbacks from the people in the communities? Um, can you say if there were also, also some frustrations because me, people might not have well understood the benefits that they can get or yeah, reactions that might have not been that much in favor of the cooperative? Yeah, that's a good question. And, and I think um, we didn't get... Uh, many negative reactions but we do get a lot of questions uh, still um, because yeah indeed um, sometimes people don't really understand um, what the benefits are or what's in it for them um, or yeah we we maybe we get certain criticisms also on how we could be even more diverse um but of course it's it's a lot of compromises we we need to make uh, all the time like at the same time being very bringing a very concise and clear message but at the same time being nuanced enough so that everyone feels concerned 
And you were talking about inclusivity. Uh, I have to say, when I looked at the website, I saw there is one really nice picture of your team. And I saw that you're the only female in this team, actually, at least on the picture. So um, I guess that might be one other struggle to, to have um, gender diversity in the team and in the membership. Yes, it's, it really is. And, and we're still wondering, actually, um, how come that's, like so so many men uh, want to get involved and way less uh, women um, but it's something we are still working on and 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 also yeah I would like to if if some other cooperatives are hearing us and they found a solution uh, for this kind of challenges they can of course reach out to us because we're very interested in in exchanging on this also We will send your message also out to yeah, all, all the other cooperatives that already exist. Um, I guess you're not the only one struggling with this, um, but there might be some uh, useful experiences that, that you can take up. I would like to take a look uh, into the near future with, with you and would want to hear from you what is the next big thing for for brew power now that you're you're there you have established a number of connections with authorities your number of volunteers is growing the membership is growing so what comes next of course we have uh, certain objectives uh, in terms of energy production we will have hopefully installed more than more than 1000 panels in the um, coming months But next to this, uh, we are also involved in another uh, project, which is called CCOP. And so CCOP is actually an alliance of, uh, I think, around 30 cooperatives in Belgium who are trying to um, get involved in um, also the, the energy production in the sea, so offshore uh, wind turbines. And so in the coming months, there will be uh, a tender uh, by the uh, Belgian government who will uh, allow us really to uh, together be candidates to, to invest uh, also in these uh, wind turbines. And this is, of course, a huge opportunity for us uh, because it will allow us to, to immensely increase the energy production uh, we have and also make sure that Yeah, we can become a, an energy supplier uh, in the future. Um, and then the last thing that is also really uh, exciting for us is that we are currently uh, hiring our first employee. Uh, so we really hope that this will also, of course, uh, give a boost to the cooperative because for now we're all volunteers. And so um, it will make sure that... Uh, We have some extra energy also to do the work. That's, that's great to hear. We, we keep fingers crossed for, for you to find the right um, and expert uh, person that can support you in that. And before we close, I would want you to imagine that you get a giant billboard right in the center of Brussels. You can imagine any, any place you want, any place where there are loads of people. I, I wouldn't take the Grand Place because that might be more for tourists. But um, so you have this giant billboard and what message would you want to put on there and send out to people in Brussels if you had one single message to shout out? Yeah, I find it a very hard question because, of course, there's so many things I would like to say. Um, but 
I think I would say something like uh, the next big thing will be many little things or actually many uh, collective little Nice. Um, because um, I would really like to encourage as many people as possible to, to also take part in, I don't know, whether it's a cooperative or any other social or environmental movement. Um, because, yeah, that's the only way we will be able to, to tackle all those challenges we have ahead. Um, and even if sometimes it's a bit frustrating for us because we would like to become bigger more rapidly or uh, go faster and so on, uh, it's really nice to see all those little initiatives uh, emerging in Brussels, whether it's around energy or around food or any other um, uh, topic or uh, common. Uh, it's really nice for us to, to see this emerging and also to see the ties we are building, um, yeah, the, the network we are building actually uh, together uh, so that hopefully yeah, we can have a an impact also in, in the coming years. I'm very sure you will have this impact. I think you put so much energy in it and uh, the way your the brew power is being designed is uh, is really very much turned towards um, yeah power to the people really uh, in, in any way. So um, thanks a lot, Chloe, for taking the time to share your initial experiences with building this cooperative. I think it, it has been certainly a very intensive process for you and there are still loads of things to come. So good luck to you and your team on that and we will hopefully get updates from Brew Power in the next months. Thank you. Bye-bye. This episode was produced with support from SCALE 203050. SCALE is an EU project which makes collaboration happen to get many more energy communities up and running. The people behind SCALE 203050 work on a methodology and toolkit for citizens, cities and policymakers. If you too want to see more local energy communities across Europe, check out the toolkit and explore all of the project's resources at the website scale2030.eu, scale with two C like in communities, s-c-c-a-l-e-2030.eu. And scale is actually funded by the EU's Horizon 2020 program. Thanks for tuning in.